Welcome to Sunday morning at First Presbyterian Church. I'm Pastor Danny Deeth, and in our recent past, we have welcomed the newborn king into the world. We have watched as the shepherds and the angels and the magi all sought to put themselves into the presence of Christ. We do that today as we come together to worship and to celebrate and then seek to do that every day for the rest of our lives. Let's take this journey together. We are so glad you're here. Come on in. So our first scripture lesson is from the Old Testament book of Ezra, chapter 3, verses 10 through 13. When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments were stationed to praise the Lord with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals, according to the directions of King David of Israel. And they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord. For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever towards Israel. And all the people responded with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and heads of families, old people, heads of old people who had seen the first house on its foundations, wept with a loud voice when they saw this house, though many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not distinguish the sound of the joyful shout from the sound of the people's weeping, for the people shouted so loudly that the sound was heard far away. This is the word of the Lord. Our second and third reading, yes, that's right, they read three in 1993. Uh, I'm going to jump to Acts. One, one through nine, listen for the word of the Lord. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all the things Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven. After giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptizing with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing up toward heaven. Suddenly, two men in white looked up. It says, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you will come in the same way you saw him go. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And our gospel reading today 
is from Matthew. If you remember last week, our focus text was the first 12 uh, verses of Matthew's gospel, which we called what? I'm doing it. Sermon on the Mount. This is the sermon, this is the Mount. Uh, We talked through that and Matthew's Sermon on the Mount is chapters five through seven. I want you to know that. We practiced that last week. This is the very end of chapter seven. So we're kind of bookending all this um, at the end of chapter seven. So listen with fresh ears, Matthew 7, 21 through 28. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many deeds of power in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act of them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell and great was its fall. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gonna paraphrase a short story from John Lewis from his memoirs called Walking with the Wind. When John Lewis was a child, He was playing with 15 other children in the yard of his aunt, Suniva. They were playing in her dirt front yard when they looked up and noticed the clouds were forming. They felt the wind starting to blow. They looked and saw lightning coming. No longer were they playing, they were terrified. Aunt Suniva was the only one who was there, the only adult with these 16, 15, 16 children. So she came and they ushered them inside of her modest and small home. It seemed smaller, Lewis says, even more than normal with all of those children in that small space. Well, the storm intensified. The wind continued to grow the lightning, the rain beating on the tin roof began to intensify. And then in the midst of that storm, they were huddling together when they started to feel the house shake, shake on its foundation. Everyone was terrified, even Aunt Suniva. So they, she told them that they were to join hands as they saw and felt one corner of the house start to raise. Terrifying. 
Seneva said, join hands and we will run to that corner and weigh it back down. So as the house started to shake and lift, they ran to that corner. And as the wind started to work on another part of the house and this corner went up, they would run together, hands clasped, to join together in that corner to secure the house. And they did this long enough that they made it through that storm. John Lewis, our Georgia representative from 87 to 2020, and civil rights icon with Dr. King and with others, he likened that situation to the civil rights era, that where a troubled spot started to happen and things seemed to be coming apart, they joined hands together and they went to that part of America, of the city, of the system, of the Bible, to be encouraged, to be empowered. And his phrase, good trouble, kind of comes from that. They would find, see the corners that needed help and were in trouble. And again, together, their Christian faith connected them and led them to those places to anchor, to bring light, to seek, to hold on in the midst of the storm. Friends, today, as a church family and a variety of church families represented here today, we are celebrating where we have been as a church family. The Gospel of Matthew, well, let, let me tell you about Ezra real quick. Back up one step more. Why were they celebrating in 1993? Why did they decide to do a time capsule? Well, a hundred years prior in 1891, there was a fire. If you look at the, the cover of the church and the insert of the church, pictures, both pictures in your bulletin, you'll see the one in the insert where the steeples are gone and the roof, if you look close to the sanctuary, is gone. The one, the picture on the cover is the one when it was restored and reopened. So there was a fire, 1891, from a furnace downstairs. It happened on a Sunday. Most likely it was already burning and in the walls during worship, but they did not know until later that afternoon when those outside of the church started to see smoke and notice that there was indeed a fire, 1891. So then the church rededicated itself that afternoon to the rebuilding of the church, to weather that storm, to come together to clasp hands just as Aunt Seneva and John Lewis and his other friends did. They went to that corner because it was in need. And they committed themselves to the work and ministry of Jesus Christ and they rebuilt built this church and it opened again in 1893. So 100 years from 1893 
1993. They were revisiting that and they said in 1993, you know what? Let's do a time capsule so that they will remember not only the fire and the way the church was rebuilt, but also where we were as a snapshot in time of this congregation. And so they wrote letters, they put information in. We have some taped interviews that are poor in quality. They're on what they call video tapes. There's actual tape in it, it goes around and around. So the picture is poor and the sound is poor, but we got it and we're gonna listen to them at lunch. And so today, and there's been a plaque here ever since then, that's why we, we put this right in front of it, right down here, I know you can all see that. It says to be open the first Sunday in February, 2023, been there for 30 years. And we again will explore what all that is about. As we look at our scripture, well, yes, Ezra, that's where I started. Why did they choose Ezra? Because Ezra and Ezra and Nehemiah, both of them had different parts in rebuilding after the Babylonian captivity. When Babylon came, sacked Jerusalem, first temple destroyed. Most of them exiled to Babylon. How are we be a people here? How do we practice here? God is in the temple and the temple is destroyed. Ezra came back and was charged to rebuild the temple. And he did. Nehemiah would come also to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. But it was the temple, their place of worship, that Ezra started to build and they rededicated themselves, which is a nice passage when you are rededicating, having rebuilt this temple in that time and place. The Acts passage that I read to you was all about, yes, Jesus' ascension according to Luke, the author of the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. Jesus ascends to heaven. The Holy Spirit was getting ready to descend at Pentecost. Take my word out to all the ends of the earth. But before that, we've got some work to do. After the temple was built, before the Spirit comes, we've got to firm our foundation. Matthew's gospel, again, we are at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And he ends it with this parable, this understanding that it is the word of God, it is obeying God, in which we root ourselves as individual followers of Christ and children of God and collectively as a church family. And we are called to go as a united family, just as John Lewis and those 15 others, we are to go hand in hand into the world, to the trouble spots and in and toward the storms, the dark places, the hard places where people are in need, where things need to change, where we need to continue to build the kingdom of Christ on this earth. That's what we are called to do. And in that, 
builds our foundation. Matthew is very clear, and at the beginning of this, said, Jesus chronicles Jesus saying, woe to you who listen, but do not do what I have said. And we're all guilty of that at some point. It's easier to listen than it is to go and act on what you have listened to. It's easier to study and read and worship than it is to study, read and worship and then go out into the world and put those principles into play. Because it's not just being a kind person and treating others well. Atheists can do that and many do. It is about going into the world to be empowered by the Holy Spirit It is standing on the foundation that we have built on Christ as individuals and with one another. Sometimes we don't know where we are and we get lost in our own faith. That's why we have one another. To clasp hands as they did in that troubled house and to say, this is how I see faith. This is how I see this passage. Oh, I've been where you are. I was there yesterday. I might be there tomorrow, but today I'm okay. And I want to help you if you will come and help me. Our foundation is rooted in Christ. It is rooted in the rock. And this church rooted itself in Christ. Or how do we know that? We wouldn't be here. Think of all the storms weathered since 1828, 1830. Think of all the disagreements. We just look back and think, oh, they were all so faithful and they all agreed the same thing and everything was happy. They were a mess just like we are now. But they're also faithful just like we are now. And they found a way forward in the storms that came, in the celebrations that brought them together, in the Christ and his Holy Spirit that bound them from that day forward to this. And this is what we celebrate. It is this beautiful building. It is those saints who went before us who got us here. There is no doubt. And we celebrate and we are grateful to inherit that legacy. But more than that, it is Christ's Holy Spirit driving that train that hasn't left us. It is God's Holy Spirit that has enabled us that when things start to shake a little bit, we join hands and we tackle the problem, we engage in the world in places where the house is shaking and the storm is coming. And while we have sustained some damage here and there, physically and metaphorically, the house still stands. That is a testament to God's presence with us. That is a testament to those who came before us. And now it is in our hands. And that is exciting and it is anxious. You mean it's on me, preacher? Oh yeah. But it's on all of us together. None of us can do this together. None of us is meant to take this journey alone. We celebrate our foundations rooted in Christ in that rock, and we will stand and we will weather the storms that have come, are here, and will come again in the same way that we celebrate the love, the hope, the joy, and the peace, and the grace of Christ 
that has brought us to this point. That is a day of celebration. This is a big nasty piece of PVC pipe. On it, it says, Saw Here by Sam Greer. What else is in this? Well, it says right here, time capsule placed here, February 7th, 1993, to be opened today. Hmm. Hmm? I see some regret. I see some angry people. But, oh, oh, look at the youth group. They are having so much fun. Look at Sunday school. Oh, and the music. Oh, my gosh. All so good. All so many things to celebrate. The family stayed together or we wouldn't be here. I want to share just a little bit from a few different letters. Over the years, there have been many people at First Presbyterian Church and of course, Jesus Christ, who have helped lay a firm foundation in my Christian beliefs. This foundation will never go away from me. It is very hard to write down how important this church has been in my life. Tommy Adams. <laughs> Was that y'all? Was that you? Yes, she says, the church has been and will continue to be a place of refuge and strength, a present help in times of trouble. My husband, Paul, my 11-year-old daughter, Heather, and I attend Sunday school in church and fellowship supper on Wednesday nights. Our family relationship has grown stronger as a result of this Christian environment. Now I see God's hands in our lives every day. Thank you, members and staff of First Presbyterian Church for the support and Christian fellowship you provided and continue to provide for me and my family. I will always love and cherish each one of you for truly you are a gift from God. And this indeed is hallowed ground. In Christian love, B.B. Dobbs. My name is Mary Gerald. I'm a member of this church. This is the best church in the world. I love it. That's it. Dear people of 2023, my name is Jimmy Campbell and I'm 11 years old. I always went to the Presbyterian Church. Bye. <laughs> Those last two were children at the time. So come and see and help us explore. It is a testament that we are called to continue to stand on the foundation that Christ has called us to be. We are the next generation that is going to yield the children and the disciples of this and the next generation. At times, each of us is strong. At times, each of us is weak. But we are called to celebrate this family. We are called to be in unity of Christ. That doesn't mean conformity. They ever, I, I, saw, I told you, I saw disagreement. I saw angry people. If we don't ever disagree, then we don't care about this place or about our call to discipleship. It means we are passionate. 
So today, as we move forward, let us continue to grasp hands as this church family called into being so long ago. Join us in this space after worship so you can see more of these letters, see some of the interviews and tell the stories. It is about Christ and Christ first as our foundation. And then let us go to those trouble spots when the house is rocking from fear and for joy. Hallelujah. Amen.